Hey, you listener, what is up? Welcome back to Surviving the Cancel Podcast. Um, super glad to have you back, man. I missed you a lot. Um, you're really gonna like what I have to say in this episode, I think. Um, because I've identified that this is probably one of the critical problems that you already listener might face is listening to this podcast. Um, and that is because this podcast is about surviving the cancel, how innovators and people with ideas blossom in their environment. Um, one of the biggest challenges to our environment is, you know, our immediate environment, our friends and family, the people right around us. And a part of becoming uh, an icon in your environment, a part of having a voice, a part of being an innovator and not being canceled is building a show and pushing narrative. Narrative is a large you know, portion of what this is about. And a lot of people are scared to build a show online and build out narratives because they're like, okay, what are my parents going to say? What are the people around me going to say? Particularly if I tell the stories in, in, in a literal and true light about how they've been and how my situation's been, what, how are people going to react to this? And a lot of people just wonder, you know, they don't want to push stories out because they don't know how it is the people around them are going to act, you know, react to the stories that they do push out. So I want to talk about that in this episode today. Before I talk about that, though, I do want to say I've been thinking about changing the name of this podcast to Becoming the Character. And so the reason is because really what this podcast is about is about surviving the cancel as an innovator and protecting your unique insights and who you are, your unique identity and independence um, as you grow as an innovator and entrepreneur and contribute more and more to this world and push out more narrative how you do how do you survive people to say you go get a job whatever you know go get a college degree you know this business thing is stupid the people in your immediate surroundings or the people in society who say this business is stupid they'll try to sue you leave negative comments online how does that you protect yourself through these processes and grow but what it really is about is the flip side more so how is it that you become the character you know i actually have the subtitle written down right here um how to emphasize your best qualities and win the adoration of the masses so how you know that's that, that's really what it is about you know how to win the adoration of the people around you by emphasizing your best qualities and you see a lot of people in mainstream media well in media doing this right now from charleston white or kevin samuels or jake paul or you know or, or who you know colby covington a lot of people are you know, engaging in characters in order to rally the masses and rally their fans and win adorations and force polarity and therefore become more lucrative and build a business on top of what it is that they're doing. Um, that's really what this podcast is about, but you know, it's focusing on the flip side of it. And you know, that's, that's really what the podcast is about, but the title is about the flip side of it. When people try to collapse in on you, um, so I've been thinking about changing the title. You know, I have my email address down below in the description. Send me an email. Tell me what you think about it. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, um, but yeah, let's talk about what you know. What do with about friends and family? Because this is something I experienced, you know, from the get go. Um, when I dropped out of college and when I was, you know, first getting into entrepreneurship and being more vocal and trying to find my voice, you know, creating videos on Facebook. Um, creating videos on Instagram, creating music, whatever it might have been, whatever, you know, event, adventure that I was indulging at the time, you know, there was a lot of fear and paranoia about being caught. Like I had a lot of imposter syndrome 
and I had a lot of fear about being caught and had it, having it thrown back in my face and being vulnerable to people because you know people are kind of snaky. They'll get the thing that's close to your heart and find out find out about it and they'll like throw it back in your face and make fun of you and all sorts of things. You know they'll judge you. They'll say you're a scam. They say you're a fraud. You don't know what you're talking about. They're un- completely undermine what it is that you're experiencing. There's a quote that has arisen from that process. It's so common. They say, never tell a big idea to small minds. The best way to ruin a big idea is to tell it to a small mind, something like that. So, you know, that's something that, you know, bothered me a lot in the very beginnings, you know, um, because you have differing identities, you know, amongst the public. You know, the identity you have with your parents is different from the identity you have with your significant other. It's different from the identity that you have with their parents. It's different from the identity that you have with friends and strangers. And a lot of us, you know, we operate these different identities and we have a fear of their, you know, their discovery by parties in which it's not appropriate for them to discover. And that was a big fear. You know, I operate on my podcast really is the closest thing to me or my content is the closest thing to me. And so in the beginning, I really wanted to make content. I really wanted to publish because I know and understand that narrative is very, very important for driving people towards your company, driving people towards your sale and driving people towards the future that you envision. And so I really wanted to publish whether it was music in the beginning. I wanted to make YouTube videos when I was a writer or a freelance writer. I wanted to make Instagram and Facebook videos. And for a long time, even posting personal pictures on Instagram, I felt like I couldn't because I felt like I was followed by my brothers and my cousin and some, you know, and sometimes my parents and some people would rat on me. And I remember understanding the value of publishing, but not really being able to access it for a long time. And so one of the things that I did early on, you know, just out of pure fear, you know, it was I actually moved all my content onto the Internet, but under usernames uh, and um, pen names and things like that. And so one of the earliest pen names I adopted was like June the Jukebox for Music. And my Instagram was named Junie Prayer. And I blocked my parents on Facebook. Uh, and I made Facebook pages under different names. Like Junie Prayer was my name. It's still my name on social media. But it was my name for everything. Because I didn't want the things that I was pushing out. I wanted it to be anonymous. I wanted it to be to the end user. To be the to be to the public. You know, I didn't post on any of my personal platforms. Like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. Unless it was under that name or under a page. And, you know, I would block you know, like my, my brothers and my cousins and, you know, things like that. They're blocked to this day for my story on Instagram because that's where I would publish all the content that had to do with what it is that I want to talk about. I was very much about defending, you know, this personal identity, defending this vulnerability and still allowing it to exist um, in the way that I needed it to. And so I operated that way for a long time. But uh, it, funny enough, you know, if you publish enough and if, and if you get out there enough eventually you know the truth will come to light um eventually you'll i guess i guess you know the solution for me was time it it was just a matter of time at first you're timid in what you have to say like when i first started entrepreneurship i didn't share it with anybody not even the internet and i was very timid in my discovery i wouldn't ask my parents for like books that were on the bookshelf we had a little tiny bookshelf. I wouldn't ask for like, you know, the books. I would just take the books and disappear and hope they didn't notice they were gone. Hope they weren't, didn't know I was reading about business instead of college and jobs. And I would hide and read these books in my room. But as I started to read books and become knowledgeable, more, come more excited and confident in what I was saying, you know, thinking about, I started sharing some of the ideas with the people around me and they didn't like that at all. And there was backlash. 
And the backlash really did hurt. It really hurt it for a long time. But with the constants of it, I began to get accustomed to that level of backlash. And then I moved on to the internet and started sharing some of the things on the internet. Um, under the under the usernames and the pen names that I had, the the you know anonymously, if you will, um, or hidden in secret, and um, you know that went on for a long time. But when I actually got kicked out of the, you know the place that I was living, the house that I grew up in, um, because of this whole business thing, you know, I you know throughout time had gained such confidence in my voice just by purely doing it. You know, and, and being exposed to everything in which people have to say, being through the worst of it already, that, you know, um, when I get kicked out of my house, I remember it was a fall day. Um, my girlfriend had gone, I believe it was to work. And so she had driven me to the mall where she used to work in our hometown in Towson, uh, called the Towson Mall. In this day, I don't remember why, I remember it being afternoon. She must have been coming into work for a mid-shift or something like that. And I had quit my job at the time. And, um, you know, it was a mid, mid-noon mid day. I remember it was a, you know, through, you know how parking garages are. It's like a roof above you and a floor below you. And so we were parked somewhere higher on the parking garage than usual. And um, I remember looking through the slit between the roof and, and the barrier in front of me where the car was parked down at the movie theater below and at the trees and um at the new apartment they were building and at the fall leaves and everything was turning and um you know the dying evening's light because it is fall and the sun setting's a little bit earlier people are active in the streets and um amongst everything that was going on with me everybody was circulating around and everybody was going to the mall and everybody was going to the theater and everybody was happy and enjoying their life and i was in a place where you know due to the circumstance that had transpired this is like the week or a few weeks after the armed robbery situation and getting kicked out of my house and quitting my job all in within the same week. And I'm just kind of, you know, I don't feel as if there was any negative emotions behind it, but I, I must have been exhausted. I must have been bummed out. And so I get on Instagram and I literally just, because I want to, you know, build up my origin story and start producing content on Instagram, I start to, um, I literally just start to put out I put out a series of videos, um, like over 10 minutes each because IG live, uh, IG, what do you call it? The long IG content. Um, you know, they, they didn't allow you to go more than 10 minutes back then. And so the first origin story, man, I really got deep in the weeds. I really got into deep into details in that story. I went through everything, man. I went to that, that story is, is probably muted now. But um, I went through everything. I went into how I grew up. You know, I went, you know, with, with, with like mice in my room and the roaches in my bed. You know, I, 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 you know I, I said all types of crazy stuff. You know, I went into how, you know, I had, hadn't been on good terms with my parents and eventually had to leave where I was living after the um, robbery situation. I went to how... You know, I quit my job the first time and people were, you know, bagging on me and saying things that I wouldn't even repeat. And, and, and like everything that you wouldn't want your family to know uh, that you feel or that you wouldn't even expose to the public because it would be kind of ratting on them. I, I kind of cleaned out the house and went through all the details and um, down to the bottom. And I just kind of posted it. And, you know, I've built up to a point 
such an immunity to the commentary, such an immunity and such a confidence in my voice just through publishing and working on it over and over and over again. And then, you know, getting to a level where I believe in myself to where I just posted and I walked away and it didn't actually mean nothing. Um, they talk about this, well, uh, you know, Owen Cook, you know, somebody that I've looked up to for a long time, you know, talked about this in Pickup, you know. He says, you know, approaching, you know, the young lady you want to talk to is is is, is something that is intimidating, you know, but eventually throughout the years of gaming and going out and hitting the clubs and talking to women and, and engaging with them in, in the ways that, you know, that you desire, um, he said, when you get with your soulmate, when you get with your 10 out of 10 dream partner, uh, it'll probably be a very nonchalant experience. And this was a nonchalant experience I posted and thought nothing of it. A few weeks uh, or a few days later or something like that, I actually got a call. I got on the phone with my father. We hadn't spoken for months at that point because, you know, just the trouble of the matter of the entire situation. We hadn't spoken for months, but I got on the phone with him and, you know, he t- he's telling me like my mother's very upset. She was very upset with me about that video that I posted on Instagram. And I'm like, what video that post on Instagram? You say, oh, you said this video, you talk about this and this and this and this and all these things that we done done and how you lived and none of that's true, which, yeah, it was a long conversation about, you know, a lot of things and how the video was just wrong. And uh, for a while, you know, it, you know I just, I, I didn't do anything with the video because I really thought nothing of it. You know, um, I'm just saying you grow, it's, it's, it's just like working out, you know, you grow so desensitized by systematically progressing forward it's like working out you know you know your hands may hurt from the weights uh the way you grip them in the original days or the way you play guitar but eventually you grow calluses eventually you grow confidence and stable in your voice and your pitch and your messages and things that you believe in and um you know with that event it it really didn't mean much to me because i had grown a confidence in what it i was saying and i i knew the validity and in truth that i believed in and what i felt um, I think with time is the point of this this message. You know, it, it, first off, I think anticipation is the greatest of your worries because every showdown that you'll have on the basis of things that you've pushed out into or things that you said, um, it'll be a here and there moment. You know, you'll realize very shortly that people on the internet and people in your family and words they can't really do anything to you. You know, um, and if they do anything to you, the, the greatest pain will lie in you being anxious and anticipating that someone will say something to you because most relationships that you hold and most relationships even that you will go on to hold are, 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 are very, are very dynamic. You know, they aren't just like, oh, you can make a mistake and it's over with, you know, they can be repaired. They, they people often forget and think differently with time and, oh, maybe come to agree with some of the things that you're saying and understand you. Um, you know, I think one of the things one of my family members recently said of me is that they've come to understand me now more than ever, you know, throughout this process of just believing in my messages and hammering it home and, 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 and being consistent with it and persevering through the storms of other people's opinions. Um, it helps to just double down and with doubling down, you become more desensitized and, and, and more stable than what it is you believe in. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying if you have a message, you have something in your heart, you know, it'll seem scary at first, but everything that happens and everything that comes out of it will always be worth it, will always be fleeting, will always be repairable. And with time, you'll become less and less sensitive to publishing your truth and what it is that you believe in. 
and so you should go for it and start right now so you can begin building up the muscles and building up that immunity um everything follows the same pattern in existence and this is no different you know if you get sick you know your your bloods you build more blood cells to combat that that disease in the future and you do a lot you fare a lot better next time um you know if you work out and get calluses your body adapts to the situation in your mind it has great plasticity and within all these situations that you fear you'll grow accustomed to and so go and speak what it is that you're feeling and, and, and also you'll help and change people's lives and change the relationships and bonds that you have with people as you push out what it is that you feel um you know you know i think one of the, uh, another critical piece is, is is to always separate yourself from the situation always to have at least some type of physical distance from you know if, you know it, it'll be a lot harder for people to you know influence you in the ways that you want if you have physical distance from so live alone if you're going to publish if you don't if you don't live alone still publish it's fine but 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 it helps to live alone and have distance um because distance you know absence makes the heart grow fonder and it kind of combats the fury that people have for you when they discover you know what it is that you're doing when 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 you are distant when you're distant it cultivates a lot of respect so not to be around family, not to have them comfortable with you, not, you know, and comfortable with you means they're comfortable with transgressing boundaries. Um, hang around your friends or family long enough, they'll begin to be disrespectful. They begin to be, you know, not very kind. And so have some distance. That's, that's another bit of advice. But this is just, you know, random little bit tactics that I'm added on. This is not really important. The main idea is that you got to go and you got to say what you have to say. You know, the world depends on it. The world needs it, man. Um think about if whoever you looked up to never gained the courage to put out their message where would you be now that's what i'll have to say uh this is surviving and cancel podcast i appreciate you so much for listening rate subscribe review all that beautiful stuff i'll hear from you in the next episode thank you peace out